Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the West Side Sports Podcast. It is Monday, November 7th, 20... Uh, wow, yeah, November 7th, if I can talk today, 2022. I am your host of this beautiful podcast. Dakota Esri is my name. If you haven't already, if you enjoy this podcast and the content I bring to you today, as well as stuff I've brought to you in the past, please subscribe, leave a rating. All of that helps me out a ton. Today's podcast is going to be uh, jam-packed, as it always is for you guys on this Feel Good Monday. Hope everyone's having a fantastic start to their week. Uh, we have a lot of info today, a lot of content to get over. The Colts have got some moves going on. Uh, the MLB offseason officially ended. The World Series is done with. I'll get into my feelings and post takes on that here in a little bit. But uh, just want to reach out and give a shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. We have officially crushed the 1500 mark on the streams. Really appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your busy, busy day. I know everybody's got stuff and, you know, what stuff and what not to do. But I do appreciate you all for listening. Today's podcast around the world, Seahawks breakdown, Mariners, couple posi- uh, player positional spotlights today on a couple guys who struggled this last season breakdown of the Seahawks game that it was. I am not covering college football in today's podcast. That will be tomorrow. We have uh, plenty, plenty to get into today. And with that being said, let's hop straight into it, shall we? Uh, main uh, story that's headlining all things Twitter, Bleacher Report, Facebook, uh, you know, I don't, whatever you follow or, you know, ESPN. Uh, Colts have relieved uh, head coach or what was head coach Frank Wright of his duties from the position this morning. Uh, Jeff Saturday, of all people, is going to be the new head coach for uh, your Indianapolis Colts. If you listen from Indianapolis, I appreciate you. Um, this is a very odd move. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This is, seems like, you know, two buddies or two guys, you know, uh, you know, owner and one of the favorites of the franchise trying to catch up having a couple glasses of whiskey uh things get a little bit out of hand oh it's a joke of a conversation what if you want to coach one day well how about you you know it's like oprah uh, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car it's it's ridiculous it really is um this is bad this is just i'm gonna call it what it is spades a spade a duck's a duck deer's deer right whatever you want to call it a rhino's a rhino i'm on one today um (laughs) look i feel genuinely bad for this organization because ever since Andrew Luck walked out that building, they never had answer for Jack Diddley's squad. I, I kind of believed that, uh, not Nick Foles, excuse me. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now on his name for some reason. Uh, excuse me. I'm, uh, Matt Ryan. Duh. Um, I thought he'd be decent. Maybe, um, Carson Wentz, I thought could have been the answer. You know, him and Frank Wright go back to Philly days. No. Matt Ryan, bad. Sam Ellinger looks like he's supposed to be throwing Adam Frazier like baseballs with the way he throws uh, footballs. Bad. Um, He won't be getting started again this week. I can promise you that much. That was awful. That was so bad. I mean, I genuinely felt bad for that young man getting harassed and thrown and ragged all beaten by Matt Judon. Matt Judon's a whole different level of animal, but that's a different conversation right there. But, uh, the Colts find themselves in, com- I don't know what's, what organization, to be honest with you guys, is in more disarray right now. The Green Bay Packers or the Indianapolis Colts? That's a great conversation. Maybe you guys can reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Um, little side note on that real, real quick. I have creating a group chat 
on my sports group, uh, Sports in the Northwest, on Facebook. So if you guys want to reach out to me, you can send a request. I'll be sending invites to that group or to that group channel chat. You guys can leave me comments on there. For those who are not on Twitter, I know some people are, some people aren't. I totally understand. But that way, a lot of people have Messenger. A lot of people have Facebook. So that way, you guys can keep included. Leave me comments, topics, uh, you know, things you want me to talk about. I'm open all ears to all of it. But again, my condolences go out to fans of the Indianapolis Colts franchise because they are a complete dumpster fire right now. If I'm uh, Shaq Leonard, I believe it is, Miles Leonard, I'm, I apologize. I think Miles Leonard actually is a ba ba uh, basketball player for Portland Trailblazers. He's like a power forward or a center. Anyways, um, this is a poor time for the NFL. This is a bad year across the the, the the board you know it's been bad football for a lot of teams the nfc is completely trash this year it's awful it's i ain't sugarcoating nothing it's bad it is b-a-d bad awful disgusting bad football the rams bad niners played a lot better last week granted because chris mccaffrey had a receiving passing and rushing touchdown um Dallas is playing Dallas-like football. Phillies are playing good, good football. Uh, the Giants, I think, are not as good as what people are anticipating them to be. Daniel Jones is just a, you know, a game manager at quarterback. He's nothing more. He's nothing less. I'm, I'm looking at other teams like the Washington Commanders. They played valiantly, didn't play all that well, couldn't finish. Vikings found a way to win. Uh, big props to the Vikings. I'll be talking about them in the NFL recap here in a minute. But Jeff Saturday at the head coaching position. If I'm wrong and if I eat crow on this, I'm, I'll take it. I will give me the feathers. I'll pluck them out of my teeth. This is not going to work well. You do not pull somebody unless you're Lewis Riddick who's had years of experience, for an example, coming straight from ESPN and from the booth up or from the uh, commentary crew to the booth, to the head coaching position, to whatever management position that you're, you're going to be hired for. This is bad. Just want to get that out of the way. MLB offseason has officially begun, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a little clap? Beautiful. Let's go. Uh, players who officially opted out. These are the big headlining names. There is a lot more coming out as we go. It's like every 20 minutes, I got more names. So this is just the beginning list. Jacob DeGrom, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Nelson Cruz, Zach Davies, Jerkson Profar, Carlos Rodon, Robert Suarez, and Taiwan Walker are all the big names right now that have opted out. Obviously, that includes Dansby Swanson, Trey Turner. This list is like legitimately 150 plus players long. I'm not going to sit here land naming off every single one of them because that would be redundant in my opinion. Um, this is going to be something I obviously will continue to keep my eyes down and my ears down to the ground, my eyes open. Try to see what I can figure out. Um, as, far as, as far as we go, you know, deeper into the offseason, we're going to get more of an idea. Uh, players, uh, the, the, the timelines that you guys need to be focusing on are going to be dates for qualifying offers, international draft slot order, um... Stuff like that, trades, uh, free agency, obviously as well. These are all these dates are going to be coming up here really quick. I will be doing the best I can to keep you guys updated on everything going on, as far as um, you know, the chronological dates. What should we be looking for? You know, you know, beginning of this month through the end of next month. You know, winter meetings, all that jazz. So this is usually the time where you start firing up the hot stove, throw some kindling in there, throw a couple of sparks, and let it kind of you know smolder, get some coals burning. So when we get into there and get that Dutch oven on there, we can cook cooking, you know, we get that stuff real, real hot. Tom Brady, congrats to him. <clears throat> yeah, becoming the first player in NFL history to reach 100,000 passing yards. Congrats, Tom Brady. Um, You have had one hell of a year. Uh, Your Buccaneers team has been bad. You, you guys won one yesterday. I'll get into that here in the NFL recap. 
but I got to give some love for him. 100,000 passing yards is freaking ridiculous. That's a ton of yards. Uh, he did throw the ball yesterday 58 times, which is just not conducive to him normally winning playing football. But he's not playing the Patriot way. He's playing the Tom Buccaneers way. And it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen out there. So I guess we'll see, especially with the Seahawks going to Germany and playing them at 630 in the bloody morning over there in Munich this upcoming week. Free agent closer Edwin Diaz. Uh, has signed a five-year, $102 million contract with the New York Mets to keep him there for the next couple, for the next five years, making him not only the highest-paid reliever in baseball, it is the highest baseball contract for a reliever in the history of baseball. Congrats to him. And uh, last thing I'm going to leave off with here, I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep this sweet because I'm not going to elaborate on this. Congrats to the uh, Houston <clears throat> Astros for winning the 2022 World Series. Mm, yeah. Jeremy Pena, congrats on winning the MVP. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Dusty, yeah, enjoy it. I'm going to leave that there because <laughs> I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. NFL recap for you guys. Bucks, the 16-13 uh, over the Rams. Tom Brady and company finally get off the proverbial snide and get a win. Rams continue to struggle and look poor at the, at the first half of the season. Vikings, uh, 2017 over Washington Commanders yesterday. They were on double digits at halftime. The Vikings battled back to another for another win, 7-1 on the season. And as Kirk Cousins says, you like that. V Lions, 15-9 over Green Bay. This was by far the sloppiest game of the weekend. Uh, props to the Lions for winning the football game. Somebody's got to win it. But Green Bay, complete disarray. It's disgusting. It's bad. It's atrocious. It's sloppy. It's a waste of my time, quite frankly, to even be talking about Green Bay. They're awful. I don't know what's worse, Indianapolis or Green Bay. Let me know inside you know, the comments on Facebook, or if you want to reach out to me privately, let me know what you think. Appreciate you. Um, Matt LaFleur, probably should get the GOAT. Probably should get the, the old, you know, not the GOAT, but uh, the old uh, kick in the can down the road. Well, that's Matt LaFleur. I think he needs to go. I don't like condemning, ask for people to go. I'm on that roll today. Uh, I'll be talking about that with Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury here for the Seahawks section as well. But uh, if you're a cheesehead, you're a Lambeau lover, as I like to call him, it's bad. It's just bad. Jets upset the Bills 2017. Yesterday, Jets are now 6-3 on the season. Played some good football, good defense. Josh Allen played like crap. I'm not going to say the other word he used uh, this morning to uh, explain how poorly he played this last week. But they'll bounce back. Jets are playing good football. Props to them. You know, as my buddy Travis Dean says, gang green. Let's go, baby. Dolphins, 35-32. Snowflakes. Uh, referencing their little uh, Ace Ventura for you guys. <laughs> Over the Bears. Tons of offense in this game. Not much defense. Justin Fields, uh, 178 yet rushing on the ground just today. Threw three touchdowns in the air. No picks. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa had a great day through the air. Three touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Jeff Wilson chipped in for a touchdown as well. Miami continues to go up and building off of the trade uh, deadline acquisitions with them. Bradley Chubb, Jeff Wilson. Bengals led by Joe Mixon's monstrous fantasy day of five total touchdowns. 42-21 over the Panthers. A couple garbage time touchdowns by, by Baker Mayfield. Who gives a damn? Panthers are a bad team. Baker ain't going to play there next year. It's going to have fun being a backup for the rest of your career, ba Baker Mayfield. Chargers sneak by the Falcons 2017 as well. We had four teams go 20-17 and 17 for a final yesterday. Falcons offense coordinator, quite frankly, this is embarrassing. You should be disgraced to even have your position with the fact that you have Kyle Pitts, one of the most incredibly athletically talented wide receivers slash tight ends, however you want to you know, label him. Uh, when you lead your team 
lead, lead number one for receiving on your on, on your professional football team for the Falcons, 27 yards. The Chargers did not have J.C. Jackson. The Chargers defense is not that good. The Falcons played god-awful. Marcus Mariota is boring. Cordell Patterson is the best thing on that team right now. Uh, props to him. But that OC in, a in the ATL, as O'Shea Sharp says, he gotta go. Monday night football. Ravens versus Saints over under 46 and a half for, for point-picking favorites for you guys who bet on that stuff. Not like me. Um... Ravens only favored by two points in this game. So if you're going to pick the Saints, might make some decent money out of that. Picking the Ravens to win this game for their uh, new acquisition of Roquan Smith. Mariners, congrats to Robert Perez, a.k.a. Bobby Bonds Jr. winning the Arizona Fall League home run derby this last weekend. Great performance and showing out by him. 31 home runs was the winning number for him to win this competition for him. Uh, he is a very promising prospect. I've been talking on him for weeks on end. He has great power. He was like, I don't know, a uh, fringe, maybe 30, 32 prospect to begin the year. Now he's up to 20. I've seen him anywhere between 18 and 21 now. Uh, probably be seeing him in Modesto. I believe he's there. He ended the year there last year. So he'll probably either start there or maybe you'll bump him up to the double A. Uh, kind of a TBD. We'll see what happens with that. But the guy's got a ton of power, a ton of potential. Hopefully, they can keep him in the organization. There are going to be teams calling about him uh, as far as trade requests. Mariners positional spotlight today. I have three guys for you guys today. All three have shorter uh, profiles based upon the fact that three guys struggled this year. Abraham Toro, Luis Torrens, Kurt Casale. All three guys, pretty rough years in 2022. Toro, 324 AB, 60 hits, 10 dingers. Uh, buck 85 average, negative 0.8 war. Uh, excuse me for the, for the stats. I'll explain to you why I'm doing the stats now. Torrens, 151 plate appearances, 34 hits, three home runs, 225 average, no wins above a replacement. Uh, Luis Torrens had some clutch moments with the walk-off win over the Yankees this year. Don't get me wrong, but the overall production was slim to none. Uh, he fairly really didn't do anything producing-wise until Kirk Casale came into town and then proceeded to hit the ball. Fairly well, but unfortunately, too little too soon for Luis Torrens. Kirk Casale, 148 ABs on the season, 30 hits, 5 dingers, 203 average, 1.5 war. Uh, Casale came to Seattle via the trade with Matt Boyd. Expectations that he would be able to give at least one day per week off for, uh, for Cal Raleigh, a.k.a. Big Dumper. Uh, as well as his catching experience with Luis Torrens, or excuse me, Luis Castillo, going back to the previous days. Casale was brought in thinking that he could, you know, be a resting, vesting option for veteran days off, given but he just really didn't catch uh, Castillo well at all. He didn't really produce very much um, in his opportunities. He did have a couple doubles. He did have a home run for us. Um, but overall, just this trade just didn't really make a lot of sense for me. Like, I see why they did it. But, I mean, if Luis Torrens was hitting as well as he did and he was hitting better than Kirk Casale, granted, Kirk Casale catches better than Luis Torrens, obviously, because Casale is a natural catcher. But I just, the whole timing of this, the trade was weird. They were, like, making it sound like this was going to be a really big deal. And then he hardly played for them. So... He's obviously not going to be coming back this uh, upcoming season. He'll be a free agent. Tom Murphy will be coming back into the fold on the 40-man roster as he recovers from his uh, uh, season-ending surgery. Um, all, the, all the best wishes to Kirk, to Kirk Casale. I like the man a lot. I think he's going to be a good veteran backup for many good teams. I could see him be like a Yankee, maybe a Red Sox. Um, maybe back up to someone in Baltimore for like Ali Rutschman. That'd be good for him. But he'll get more opportunities. It just won't be here in Seattle. Abraham Toro. Quite frankly, I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all for you guys. You need to figure it out. Get back to your 2021 version or get the hell out of town. 
I'm sick and tired of hearing, seeing excuses. 324 plate appearances for Abraham Toro. And you have a negative damn near one war. Like, you're just as bad as Jesse Winker. And Jesse Winker was god-awful. And granted, he's got... Toro has power from, from the left side. Left side's power, right side's scrap, you know. But it's... He was the main piece. There, you know, the trade thing that came out or the trade article this offseason or during the World Series about the trade for Bryce Harper with Abraham Toro being the main piece. Toro has the ability to be able to play. He does not consistent. You know, he had a couple walk-off moments for, for Seattle this season. He did what he had to do. He was a good contributor within the, the, the locker room. He wasn't a bad apple or anything like that. He has club, a couple years of club control. So he would be uh, a decent piece if, you know, I don't know what his trade value is. Obviously, when we got him in the Kendall Graveman trade, his, his value was way high. Uh, multiple teams were calling about Toro. And he had a great 2021 season after we got him from Houston. And it just did not come to be fruition this year. I don't know if it was something he was dealing with injury-wise or health in the offseason or during the course of the season. But, yeah, if you if Toro wants to be on this roster this upcoming season, he's got to figure it out. And if he doesn't, I'm sure the jury is going to end up probably trading him because he is valuable and you can go out getting a better infield piece or maybe go out getting a bullpen guy for him instead. All right, so that's going to be Mariner Spotlight for you guys today. I'm going to get into the Hawks real quick, and then we're going to hop out for today. Another week, another sweet dub for our, for our Seattle Seahawks. Six and three on the season, first place. Props to the, uh, I got to get props to, to, to the Cardinals. I'm going to give their little section here, and then I'm going to do a breakdown for what I saw from Seattle yesterday. They came out playing fairly well. Cardinals did on the offside side of the football. Obviously, Zayvon Collins got a good pick six off of uh, Geno Smith. Haven't seen many of those mistakes. Gino looked like he was pressing a little bit, but he was able to press the reset button just like he did last week and throughout the course of the season, bouncing back, playing consistent, veteran, solid football, doing Gino-like things. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did get a touchdown in the first quarter, but then Tariq Woolen shut him down. I'm going to touch on the here in here just a minute. But here's the overall, you know, breakdown and, you know, what's what I'm looking for? Synopsis for these Arizona Cardinals. They are a poorly run organization. It starts from the head down. Steve Kime, their, their, their GM, why in the hell are you keeping Cliff Kingsbury? Huh? Do you like looking at him on, on, on the sideline? Like, I know I'm being weird when I'm like, I'm, I'm honest to God trying to figure out why Cliff Kingsbury still has a job this morning with the Arizona Cardinals. You have a first overall pick in, Ky in Kyler Murray. You traded for John DeAndre Hopkins. You traded for, for Hollywood Brown. You traded for Robbie Anderson. You went out and got J. James Conner. This team has options. Plenty of options. And the fact that the Cardinals are literally incapable of using their weapons accordingly is ridiculous. Rondell Moore, damn fine player. Does he get my money opportunities? No. Um... I just, I don't know why he hasn't been relieved of his duties, to be honest. And I don't like calling for, for, for people's jobs. Some people think I do. Some people think I don't. I honestly, God, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, fire him. He's crappy. I'm looking at realistically, if I was a fan of their organization and saying, Cliff needs to go. No more Cliff bars. We'll find a different nutritional treat as we go hiking. I'm sorry. That was a bad pun joke. I tried. I tried. Honestly, I did. <laughs> but um, they got plenty of good, good, good players. Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, uh, Zach Allen, uh, Buda Baker, J Jalen Thompson. They have plenty of good, good players. It's just finding the right coach to be able to make that work. I'm sure they'll be fixed here in the upcoming offseason. Gino, what a day for Gino. Not great, not flashy, but typical Gino-like numbers. 26 to 34 through the air, 275 yards, two to two touchdowns, one pick. 
K9 going off like a dog again. Getting stronger in the second half. 26 carries. Buck 09 on the ground. Two touchdowns. Noah Fant led the way with five receptions for 96 yards with over a 50-yard gain on that one play. Fantastic rollout. Good play call and scheme by Shane Waldron. Receiving touchdowns by Tyra Lockett, DK Metcalf. Uh, Jordan Brooks everywhere in this game. Flying around. 12 total tackles. Ryan Neal forcing the fumble on Kyler Murray. Defensive line continuing to eat, led by Shelby Harris and, and, and uh, Uche Nwosu. Nwosu now with two sacks. He now has a career high in sacks already at the halfway point of the season. But uh, the, I got to talk about the poise on this team real quick, right? Gino never rattled. Stays within the moment. Doesn't get, doesn't get too big out. Doesn't get too big in his shoes. Doesn't get out of his own mind. He stays within himself. Stays on stays on point. Stays on schedule. Doesn't get off, you know, doesn't get off kilter. Playing Pete Carroll football. It's not archaic. It's not old. It's not out of out of sight, out of mind, out of fashion. Run the football with with conviction. Playing appropriate, consistent passing offense. Be balanced. Defense playing lights out. Tariq Wollen erasing half the damn field. Taking away DeAndre Hopkins for essentially the entire game. The first quarter got that touchdown. He finished the game, DeAndre Hopkins, after getting over 200 yards in the last two weeks, right? Four receptions, 36 yards, one touchdown. Dreek Wollen is playing lights out, lockdown corner as a rookie. We are in damn fine shape in the Seattle Seahawks defense. Couple fun facts about this defense, and then I'm hopping out today. Week six through nine, our defense is number one in yards per play at 4.27. Tied for first in number of sacks, 19. Third in total pressures on QBs, 39. Second in batted passes, Tied for second in, tur- uh, in turnovers generated with seven. Fifth overall at points per game. 16.5. We held Kyler Murray to under 70 yards rushing. Last time it was 100. This defense, ladies and gentlemen, is real. Put some respect on our name. That's all I got to say for you guys. Put some respect on our name. Because in Geno, we trust, baby. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. If you guys enjoyed the pod, if you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe. I know I ask this a ton. I keep banging this table, but it really helps me out a ton. It lets me know what you guys are listening to, who's listening, what times, what you guys are interested of, what's piquing your guys' interest. I'm challenging you guys again. Reach out to me. DM me. Instagram. Facebook. Twitter. Uh, Twitter, capital P-N-W, Professor. You can find this podcast on Twitter as well, at Westside Sports Pod 7. Um, there's tons of stuff coming up here. I'm going to be doing some side stuff on as well as on the upcoming offseason for the Seattle Mariners. Appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy Monday. Let's get some Monday night football. Seahawks, Mariners, Kraken, us Rise.